Hi, and welcome to episode 8 of Joyful and Hope. I hope you had a great week, and I'm thankful you have decided to listen to this podcast. Just a brief recap of last week's podcast, which was part one of our multi-week series focusing on the fruits of the Spirit and how we become more powerful believers in Christ when we study these behaviors, especially if we become more intentional about exhibiting them in a Christ-like manner. I have a theme for this series, and it is the theme of power. Christ definitely exhibits amazing power in many ways, and we can as well if we align our behaviors with the fruits of the Spirit. You know, last week we started the series discussing the power of patience and how we can become easily frustrated and short-tempered when things are not going our way or we have to wait for things longer than we had planned. We also talked about calling upon Christ to help us through these moments. You know, we are all human and sometimes no matter how hard we try, we might end up losing our patience and becoming frustrated with a situation no matter what happens. If that happens, we have to reflect on it and ask Christ for help the next time that situation occurs. Remember, Jesus is the King of Patience, and if we partner with Him, we are well on our way to improving in this area. We will never be perfect, but we can always be more patient. I know that's true for myself. So let's get ready for part two of the Power series called The Power of Joy. I'm Stephen Edwarniak, and this is my podcast, Joyful in Hope. This week, we'll be talking about the power of joy. But before we jump in, I want to take a moment and celebrate the life of someone that truly embodied the power of joy. You know, last week, my old JCPenney family and I lost a great individual that has left us all in shock and disbelief. I first met this individual back in 2007 as a young manager that immediately loved working with him. He was kind, gentle, caring understanding, compassionate, and had one of the best sense of humors I've ever seen. He helped us with all our corporate visits. He made sure everything was taken care of before we would have our regional partners come into the store. Now, I honestly don't recall a time that he was ever mad or upset. At least we never saw it. No matter who you were, you wanted to work with him. We always begged him to come back and get back into management because he was so good with customers. He was so good with his coworkers. You know, when he decided to finally retire, my old store manager at JCPenney convinced him to work again part-time because he was so loved and just such a great person and great employee. I feel very lucky and fortunate and blessed to have worked with him for over four years and always cherish all the silly and fun times we had together. You know, we would work Thursday nights. We had the Thursday night team, we called it. And my wife would always say, you know, what time are you getting home? Because the store closes at nine. You guys don't get home or you don't get home till 11 o'clock. It's because we would stand out in the parking lot and just talk for hours and just time would fly by, uh, you know, enjoying those special moments with special people. You know, my only regret is I never made it back for a lunch with this old team as now I would give anything to share a meal with such a great individual. He truly showed us what it meant to have a joyful heart in every situation you face. And I'm going to miss you dearly, my friend. And let me finish with this one thought. You know, make sure you do slow down and make it a point to visit people. And when they invite you for that lunch or that dinner, take the time to go do so. You know, you never know what tomorrow brings. And you don't want to regret not spending more time with those people that mean so much to you. With that, I'll dedicate this episode to Mike Dooley. As Mike, you were truly the king of joy, my friend. And I'm going to truly miss you. So on to our episode, The Power of Joy. Mm-hmm.
So what is the definition of joy? Well, the dictionary defines joy as a feeling of great pleasure and or happiness. If that's the worldly definition of joy, then why does it seem like many of us aren't filled with joy or joyful at all? A lot of us, including myself, seem to let small things rob us of our joy. And I know that is not how the Lord intended us to live out our days. He wanted us to enjoy his creations and blessings and find joy in all aspects of life and all moments big and small. You know, when thinking about this, I started writing down the times or moments in my past that have brought me a lot of joy. And in no particular order, here are some of my most joyful memories that I have. Getting married. Yes, babe. <laughs> it's a joyful moment and still is. Talk about checking all the boxes that lead to that feeling of joy. All the memories, the laughter, the tears, tears of excitement, tears of nervousness, the butterflies, all wrapped up into one. Having friends and family from all over come together to celebrate this special moment with my wife and I. Fulfilling God's promise of finding love and finding that special one to spend the rest of my life with. Knowing that this individual will be by my side through my best days and my darkest days and still have my back no matter what happens. Also knowing that once we finish the events of the wedding, we'd be heading to Hawaii on our honeymoon. Now I'm talking about that's true joy. <laughs> Just kidding though, babe. You know, 12 years after that day and those events, you know, my wedding day still stands as one of the most joyful moments I've ever experienced. Or how about having a child for the first time, the second time, or even the third time? You know, each experience with each child was unique in itself. I still vividly remember all three experiences and the amount of joy and awe that my wife and I felt in those moments. You know, with our first child, there was the nervousness of welcoming your first child in the world and experiencing everything for the first time, the classes to the days leading up to the actual birth. Of course, we had those new parent jitters, and my wife was so strong and inspiring during the whole process. The amount of joy we felt when she gave birth was something else. You know, seeing this living, breathing, God-given gift in front of us, it took our breath away. You know, we prayed at a feverish pace that we would be adequate enough to take care of this child and that we would be enough for him. I know I was nervous and scared and was asking the Lord for help and guidance through the whole experience. And when I finally got to hold him, a new feeling rushed over me that I had never felt before. It was a warmth of excitement, and there's nothing like holding your child for the first time. 100%, there's nothing like it. And the experience of our second child, second child, <laughs> just as exciting and exhilarating. I again remember every moment very clearly for my wife in our basement doing deep knee bends to stay comfortable, you know, to the moments when she said, I think it's time. This time we drove to the hospital and we parked in the wrong spot at the hospital. And this hospital had, for some reason, multiple entrances to the same emergency room, you know, and, and luck would have it, we would end up at the entrance that wasn't open. So my wife, you know, walked almost the whole length of the hospital just to check herself in. I told you, man, she's inspiring. I remember vividly asking her, are you sure you don't want to get back in the car? And I think in an aggressive manner, she said, no, I'm fine. Again, the joy that rushed over us was beyond measure. Now, when we welcome our second child in the world, he actually had to spend some time in the NICU. So I personally had a lot of time to just sit there and stare in awe and pray over him and pray that the Lord would keep watch and make sure he was healthy and ready to come home. I know it was a stressful moment, but... I, was, I always cherished the fact that I had an extra few hours 
of one-on-one time, and I enjoyed uh, the time with him before anybody else even got to see him. I remember my wife being slightly jealous, and rightfully so. You know, I think she called me on my cell phone, and the nurse said, you know, you can't have phones in here, sir. You know, she did all the hard work, and then she actually had to wait several hours before she could hold him, and since we were watching him in the NICU. But everything worked out in God's timing, and she got to hold her healthy little boy just like she dreamed about. Again, knowing that God is the author of life and realizing that the gift of life is from Him creates emotions that are just indescribable. Now our third child. That was just as exciting as welcoming our first two children in the world. You know, we had two beautiful boys, so of course we wanted another boy. <laughs> just kidding. You know, we had prayed and wished for, of course, a, a baby girl. We stayed strong, and we did not find out what the sex of the baby was going to be, even though several times we both contemplated just finding out. I know we were both glad we didn't. You know, the final story of Welcoming Life in the World had plenty of plot twists as well. At this point, we were in the middle of moving, and I was living in Massachusetts, and my wife was in Vermont. My wife calls me around 5 in the morning and says she's driving herself to the hospital because her water broke. Like I told you, my wife is a beast. No joke. She was in pure beast mode again. I'm like, don't you want your mother to drive you in? She's like, nah, I'm fine. Anyway, I wasn't going to debate with a woman that is nine months pregnant and over three hours away. That's a lose-lose. Oh, and did I mention the Northeast was set to get a massive snow slash ice storm? And good old Massachusetts was going to get one to two feet of snow? And Vermont was going to get a nice snow ice mix? Oh yeah, this was going to be a journey for everyone. I got in the car and made the journey that usually takes three hours. Except it took, yeah, five hours. So the anticipation was driving everyone crazy. And since my wife was having a plan C-section, it literally meant everybody was waiting for me to arrive. No pressure on that end. Well, I made it safe and sound, and they rushed my wife in for the surgery, and they delivered the baby and said, Hey, Dad, you want to come over and see if you're having a boy or a girl? Oh, sure. <laughs> a little nervous. So my wife starts asking me multiple times, Well? Well? Let me tell you, I'm verifying from every angle. I'm making sure they wipe the baby off. I'm making sure everything's looking good. Uh, I wanted to make sure when I made this announcement, it was 100% correct. And I finally shouted, it's a girl. I did a slight little fist pump and went over and kissed my wife. I said, talk about joy. You know, the tears, the excitement of having my beautiful, healthy daughter, my beautiful, healthy wife. Whew. You know, there are other things beyond our understanding working in this world. And when you live through the experiences like this, you truly see it. Beyond that, there is a joy you feel when you see someone else or someone you love enjoying these moments. It was especially amazing to watch our two sons embrace the big brother role and ask questions and see how excited they were when we brought our daughter home. Just talking about these moments still ignite those joyful feelings again. Thank you, Lord, for all of that. You know, there are plenty of other moments that my wife and I have enjoyed over the years that have brought, you know, plenty of joyful moments to us. You know, when we purchased our first house and we are a first-time house buyer, homeowner. You know, being a new couple, I know that was an amazing feeling, and we felt truly blessed. I know when I was blessed with certain job promotions or advancement, they always brought a feeling of accomplishment and joy. I said no particular order, but I remember when I was promoted and moved into a leadership role that would move me to the city where my wife was attending college. You know, that was an awesome, joyful moment. It was what we both wanted, and it was actually happening. We were beyond excited. You know, there's so many other times when the Lord has blessed us with these kind of moments. You know, whether our members of our family have welcomed their children in the world or other friends and family have found their forever person and we get to attend that special wedding day. 
But living in our own moments that create joy can be amazing. There's also something to be said when we see others enjoy those experiences as well. What a feeling of excitement as you see the joy they are enjoying and all the emotions that are involved. I know many other things that people experience that bring them the feeling of joy. You know, for my niece, she took dance for years and studied dance. You could tell when she was on stage and performing, she was full of joy. And my wife, who studied music in college and performed in many shows, you could see the joy that she felt in those productions and seeing the final results of her hard work. You know, it truly brought her sheer joy and for a good, good reason. But with all these amazing moments that truly brought joy, I would say the most exciting moment that has brought me the most joy would be the time I 100% gave myself to Jesus and asked him to be a part of my every being. The crazy thing about this moment is I would dare say I was going through the darkest moments of my entire life. My marriage was on the ropes. I had made many hurtful mistakes. My wife and I were not in a good place. I truly felt the devil working hard to break up our marriage, but we did not let him win. I remember vividly leaving our house that night and going on a walk and feeling helpless, like nothing was going to improve and that this could be it for my wife and I. I dropped to my knees on the sidewalk and just poured my heart out to Christ. And I knew I had reached that moment where I needed somebody else to help me. I, I had no impact on the situation anymore. You know, I needed him to repair our broken relationship. I needed him now. I know it sounds crazy, but in this dark moment, I felt a calmness and a sense of joy knowing that he was putting his hands on the situation. I knew he would repair what was broken and he would make the crooked road straight again. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying my wife and I had, you know, a bounding joy that night. <laughs> Far from it. But I was filled with a hope and joy that I had not felt in a long time knowing that I accepted Christ back in my life 100%. You know, this year, my wife and I will be celebrating 12 years of marriage, and we've been together 17 years, and praise God for that. Amen. Having a strong relationship with my wife and Jesus, now that is a win-win, and that is joy. Plus, Lord knows I need both of them on my side, or my life's going to be just a little rough. So praise the Lord. You know, I love these moments, and honestly, I could probably spend an endless amount of time listing or discussing similar moments for myself or others. So why is it with all these amazing moments and gifts that God presents to us, it becomes easy to lose joy and let other things almost erase or block out that feeling of joy we once had? Well, after some research and some serious thinking, there are many reasons why it seems we lose our joy. Especially nowadays, we tend to measure joy by a lot of worldly things and don't get me wrong, I enjoy some of this stuff, but you know how it goes. If I could just make more money at my job, that'll bring me more joy. Or if I get that new car everybody has, it that's going to be bringing me joy. No, 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 not the car. It's that new house I've always dreamed about. That's going to bring me joy. You name it. New clothes, new electronics, new phones. The list goes on and on. Now, like I said, before you say it, I'm not saying owning these things or getting excited about these things are a bad thing. But if you're relying solely on these things that bring you joy, then your joy is going to be fleeting. And that leads me to my next point, relying on others for your joy. Now you're going to be disappointed because no matter what, it doesn't matter if you have the picture-perfect spouse or a friend. At some point, they're going to miss the mark at something and disappoint you. It just happens. It may not even be intentional you know, or that bad of a thing. But if you rely on people for all your joy, you're setting yourself up and you're setting them up for failure. They might be amazing and fill your cup of joy 99% of the time, but that one time you're disappointed, 
Your joy is going to fade away. And lastly, what about life events that can literally suck the joy out of us? You know, the dark news that's on TV or on our phones on repeat 24-7, you know, it doesn't matter what time you, you grab your phone or your tablet, that news stream has darkness all through it. Or how about a marriage? You know, our marriage worked out and we're heading in the right direction, but how about a marriage that didn't stand the test of time? Or a loss of a job? Or a loss of a friend or a family member? Or any other life event that could take your joy away? Just like the list I compiled about events that brought me or others amazing joy, I could also list dozens of things that have squashed my joy. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that these aren't difficult scenarios or situations that we live through. And I understand how easily it can be for that to steal our joy. I also know that if we have a relationship with Jesus, that doesn't guarantee us a free pass through life and that we won't suffer or feel any pain. It does mean that we have the Prince of Peace on our side. You know, in the book, Nehemiah 8.10, it says, Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And let's be real. Worldly possessions and achievements can bring temporary joy, but our Savior Jesus Christ brings a joy that is everlasting. You know, now we have talked about real-life scenarios that bring us joy or other moments that try to rob us of our joy. We need to take a look at what the Bible has to say about that. The Bible talks about joy frequently. In fact, if you include the, include the words joyous and joyful, joy is brought up over 200 times in the Bible. So let's take a look at some of these amazing verses about joy. So what does the Bible say about joy? Well, in Romans 15, 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Or John 16, 22. So you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. A personal favorite of mine, Psalm 35. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. Or Psalm 94, 19. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Psalm 118.24 This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Psalm 4.7 You have given me more joy in my heart than they have when their grains and wine abound. Or 1 Peter 1.8 Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Or Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flames shall not consume you. Amen. Like I said, this is only a small example of Bible verses that talk about joy and encourage everyone. I encourage everyone at some point this week to spend some time researching more of these verses and see how the Lord wants us to be joyful during our journey on earth. You know, ultimately, we can reflect on the two most joyous moments found within the Bible and within our faith. First, it's the birth of Jesus. I mean, seriously, is there another moment in history that brings more joy and hope to us? And this is it. Our Redeemer, our Savior, and our Vindicator has arrived. He'll be with us no matter what the circumstances. He will never leave us no matter how dark our path becomes and no matter what decisions we make. 
He's always there to hold us and comfort us. When I think about Jesus and just say the name Jesus, it brings me an indescribable feeling that nothing else can replicate. God's gift to us, it's forever and ever, and it brings far more joy than the new car, the new house, the new cell phone, that job title, that job promotion. He's the ultimate source of joy. For reference, just read John 15, 11. These things I have spoken to you that joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And then there's the death and resurrection of Christ. What starts out as one of the darkest and tragic moments of mankind as we see our Messiah mistreated and abused and even mocked. It is in these moments that we also see the love he has for us and the depth of his caring that he would take this all on his shoulders because he didn't want us to endure it ourselves. He takes the journey to the cross and ultimately dies for our sins. But then like he promises, he would rise on the third day and conquer death and conquer hell. What a turn of events and what a way to realize that even through dark times, even at our lowest of lows, we know the sun, S-O-N, not S-U-N. He rises again to redeem us and give us eternal life. Just like the verse I read earlier, and I'm going to read it again. Psalm 35. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. Don't let this world rob you of your God-given joy. Even through your struggles and hurt, it's not good for you, and it truly isn't good for your health. Do you know there are actually many health benefits of being joyful? And I guarantee they far outweigh the lack of benefits that come with letting this world defeat you. You know, after doing some research, I found out that joy and happiness can actually help your heart. During a study, it was found that it can actually help your heart rate and lower your blood pressure. Or how about just having a better immune system? It's been found out over the last couple of decades that there's a correlation between being joyful and having happiness and having a stronger immune system. How about less stress? We all need help with that. I know even myself. And studies have shown that a happy and joyful individual had a better time at dealing with stressful events and the effects of stress. And how about those daily aches and pains? You know, when you get out of bed or you're out and about, ouch, ooh, my back, my leg, my arm, I got a headache. You know, it said a happy and joyful individual have less aches and pains or not feel them quite as much. Maybe you don't need pain medication, you just need a little bit more joy. You know, many studies have also linked happiness and being joyful to longevity and longer lives. Certain studies have shown that years can be added to one's life if the individual is living a positive, content life filled with love and gratitude. So rejoice in those things. I tell you, you got to rejoice and rejoice with joy. Not only will it help your walk with Christ and make you stronger during the dark times, it can also have some great health benefits in the long run. You know, being joyful 24-7 is not an easy task, and there's going to be days and seasons when it feels impossible. But if we fall back on our faith and believe in Christ, we'll be one step closer to achieving the power of joy. I hope you're enjoying the Power Series. If you are, please leave us a positive comment or a five-star rating. Share this podcast with a friend that is looking for words of encouragement as we love bringing good news to people. Also, like, subscribe, and follow the podcast so you can get the latest episodes when they become available. Please join us next week as we continue our Power Series and continue our look at the fruits of the Spirit. I'm Stephen Warniak, and this is my podcast, Joyful in Hope. I pray you have a blessed week, and no matter what you're going through, you find the unlimited joy available through Christ Jesus. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk soon. God bless.